0: something you have to stop and check yourself is this really the best use of my time right now and the answer to that question steve doesn't always have to be work it can be the best use of my time right now is to get up and go for a walk
1: this is outside sales talk the best podcast for outside salespeople. i'm your host steve benson and we're here to chat with the world's top sales experts so that you can get their best sales tactics to level up your game Welcome back to Outside Sales Talk. Today, I've got Bill Farquharson with us, and we're going to talk about time management advice for better work-life balance, which, you know, better work-life balance, everybody needs that. Um, So Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. So to introduce Bill, uh, he's a sales trainer, a vlogger, a blogger, and a podcaster. He's also the author of 25 Best Sales Tips Ever book series and also Who's Making Money at Digital Inkjet Printing and How. Uh, Welcome to the show, Bill. This is fantastic. Uh, Let's jump into it. The idea of work-life balance is not new, but suddenly it's, it's, it's kind of on the world stage as a bigger priority. And I hear it a lot, especially in terms of salespeople. Um, what do you think is going on there? And how can salespeople develop a, a healthy work-life balance?
0: Well, I think this is one of the things we got thrust into uh during the pandemic, that when the world shut down, some business had to keep going. So the only option was to send everybody home, but they didn't send us home with manuals. They just said, good luck, Tiger. And that pushed a lot of people into the empty bedroom or the basement or on the kitchen table. Okay, they thought problem solved, but you know, you've got kids and noise, and it became it became an issue almost by surprise, although nobody really should have been surprised because uh, when you work from home, life happens. So, you know, what can people do? I think that there are there are skills that need to be developed to maintain both the sales efficiency and the work-life balance and to build those barriers.
1: I like that. When you work from home, life happens. <laughs> and, and I have to make my own coffee too, I've noticed. What is up but, with that? I know, right? Um, <laughs> but but uh, what, what about technology? How, you know, Smartphones have changed the world better for worse, in some cases, they, they, they've added wonderful time management tools available at our fingertips. But at the same time, the office is now following us everywhere. Um, what, what are some strategies that field sales reps can implement to use smartphones positively, and at the same time, maybe rebuild the boundaries that once existed?
0: I think part of it happens before you pick up the smartphone, Steve. I think you've got to recognize some fundamentals, some basics, starting with you're not as important as you think you are. And you don't really need to answer that phone, believe it or not. So we think to ourselves, well, good common, good customer service means getting right on the phone, answering it, answering it after hours, answering it on weekends. And I disagree with that. Uh, I think that, you know, you can turn it off and use technology to your advantage. Something simple. Uh, This is advice I give to people who say, I can't, the phone keeps ringing. I can't get anything done, okay? So change your outgoing voicemail message. Hi, this is Bill. Today is Monday, March 1st, and I'm going to be unavailable until 10 o'clock. If you need something immediately, you can... Call this number, ask for Allison. Otherwise, I'll call you back after 10. Now, what I've just done is I've, I've just blocked out some time. I've given my customer the information they want. It's Monday. It's today. It's uh, I can, Bill's going to call me back after 10. And if I need immediate help, I can get it. The only people who will not let that happen, will not wait till 10, are your relatives, especially your children? Because they're, they're these rules don't apply to them. They're, why aren't you? Why aren't you available to me, Dad? I need you right now because I need the password to the YouTube, to the iTunes account.
1: <laughs>
0: it's an emergency. It's an emergency. <laughs> Dad, it's a good song. I gotta download it. I gotta <laughs>
2: <laughs> well uh,
1: and, and they can be distracting too, I think. I think there, you know, they're, there's a lot of big companies that are building pieces of entertainment social media, et cetera, on our phones that, uh, that are built to be addictive and built to kind of keep our attention and grab our attention. And if we're in sales, we get paid to focus our attention on, on making sales. Um, do you have any advice there? Well, yeah. I mean, that's uh, the, the logo for my
0: podcast is a squirrel. because That's not a mistake. It's, we all have very short attention spans. So, I think that, you know, again, the, one of the, the fundamentals of time management and work life balance comes down to preparation. So, all the technology in the world isn't going to help you if you're not organized ahead of time. And one of the keys that I will suggest to my clients is to say, prepare and think this through everything, think everything through ahead of time. And then use the organizers and all of the technology so that when you get knocked off track, you, you know, there's the short attention span where we play, we play whack-a-mole and everything's popping up and we're hitting it over the head as fast as we can. But when we get distracted, we can get back by asking one question, what's the best use of my time right now? And that's a, that's a leveler. Or maybe you're, in, you're doing best use of my time right now is to get up and go for a walk because that's going to help me with my sales. It's going to bring me energy. It's going to keep me healthy. That's the best use of my time right now.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, and, and another thing that jumps out at me is, is notifications. Um, I'm always amazed when I'll be working in a, if i'm in a meeting with someone or i'll be interacting with them in some way and their their phone will just keep notifying them and dinging and buzzing and you know every time some you know every time something happens on instagram or facebook or anything they get a little notification about the news they'll get notifications about the news which is you know obviously a big business 24 hours a day um and and I'm always amazed that they get anything done with, with all those little interrupters because I, maybe I just don't focus as well as some people can, but I, I really like to be able to focus on one thing and get it done and, and you know emails, I don't have ding at me. I don't have any notifications. Like I, I turn off everything. You can call me, my phone will, will, will vibrate, or you can text me, my phone will vibrate, but everything else, every other notification is, is turned off. And, uh, and people think that's crazy, but I think it really helps me get things done.
0: Well, people know, I think inherently, and you can train them. Hey, listen, if you need me, call me. If you text me, if you send me an email, I'm going to get it, but it's not going to be as urgent. When I go on vacation, I will, uh, I will set, I, I will check emails three Thirty ish in the afternoon, and then again in the morning. Because I figure anybody that calls after three thirty or emails after three thirty, okay, it's not outrageous to think that that, that, that I'm not going to get back to them right away. And anybody who calls between nine and three thirty, they can wait till three thirty. They right about that time, and that gives me a chance to bring it down a few notches and relax. Mm-hmm. But truly, it's we because of these smart devices, life chases us wherever we go yeah we're allowing it as well and we're hiding behind things like the definition of customer service and we have to and i don't think you have to i think you choose to sometimes it is a good idea many times it's not
1: well yeah and i and i think that you can set things up in a way that helps your employees on this too if, if as a company you say well we are covering this 24 by 7 right like you you can you know we we have Someone's going to get back to you if you send us a message at Badger. You know, you, you'll. There are people covering things all the time, right? We share the inbound, like different people cover inbound different times a day, um, phone calls, and also the you know emails, IMs, all texts, all the other ways information can come into us. That's going to someone, but it's not always the same person. So someone can go on vacation; it's just going to somewhere, someone else. So like I actually, when I'm on vacation, I don't necessarily even check my email. Um, I've, I, I just like put on a forwarding and, and, you know, and it goes, you know, and I say, Hey, if you need this, reach out to this person, you did this reach out to that person. And those people, if there was an actual emergency, which frankly, nothing's actually an emergency, um, uh, th- then they would just, they, they, know, they know myself, they could just call me. Right. But, um, but yeah, I, I, compl- I, I ignore emails for, uh, for up to a week.
0: I think in a perfect world and keep in mind, I'm in the graphic arts so my clients sell print and packaging and labels and paper and you know that kind of thing and in a perfect world when the sales rep brings in an order that's the last the rep sees of it now the customer isn't is in touch with the plant because you know if if a client if i'm selling print uh, labels or anything client calls me i call the plant then i got to play telephone tag with the production manager they get back to me I get back to the customer, play telephone tag. And it's just, why not have the customer call the plan? Plus this maximizes the thing, the one thing that I get paid most to do sell, you know, and if you don't, then you're a CSR who drives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, and overall technology is really a, at this point, a part of every aspect of our life. Right. But, Effective time management, which is what we're talking about today, is still rooted in in the fundamentals. What what would you say the fundamentals of 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 effective time management are?
0: I believe that you should not leave today without having tomorrow planned. You should know what you are doing the next business day, and you make that the last thing you do before you shut down. The benefits of that single action, Steve, if I, if your listeners get nothing else, do this. Because if you start the day with a plan, that's a huge step up from walking in saying, what's the day going to bring? Because first of all, I was able to get everything out of my head and exhale. I mean, it's a discipline. You have to really think it through. What are my calls? What are my priorities? What are my uh, appointments? Get it all out of your head. And then now you've got it. I don't care if it's on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be electronic. Get it out of your head. So now you show up and for the day and you're able to jump right on it. Meanwhile, you know what kind of mood you need to be in. So if I've got a whole bunch of uh, customer calls, then maybe I'll exercise in the morning to get the blood going. If I have a bunch of paperwork, I might walk in in jeans with a, you know, a, or a gym, gym shorts with a hat on backwards. I can be half asleep that day, but still it's the preparation, just that one single act, never leave today without having tomorrow planned. At the same time, you should be thinking about next week, this week, because every week has a theme. If You think back to, think back to last week, you might say, well, that was, a lot of that was about uh, proposals that I had to get out or customer service, or there's a theme to the week. And if you can look ahead and say, gee, you know what, I'm gonna be on the road a lot next week. Now you can start planning to maximize the efficiency of being on the road. And it's just a bunch of little thought processes like, you know, okay, what else can I do when I'm in the area? That call, that sales call can be two hours away. Who else can I see? What can I do on the way there? What can I do on the way back? And I listen to a a Steve Benson podcast and and learn. Is there something that I can prepare for that I can maximize that time? That's, there it is, preparation. Again, you also wanna see the month ahead. Where am I in the selling cycle? Where am I in the calendar year? I tend to work harder in the winter because here in Boston, it's dark, it's cold, and Tom Brady's gone. So we have nothing to live for. <laughs> but then the summer comes. <laughs> the summer comes, and you know, on a, on a Wednesday afternoon, the biggest decision in July, the biggest decision I want to make is, should I go five iron or should I lay up with a nine iron? So you earn that now through preparation, execution, you know, there's the basics. Those are the fundamentals.
1: yeah, that that, that makes sense to me. I
2: mean the, you know, I think uh, one thing that I've felt found really helpful that kind of goes along and it, you know with what you're saying is i'll I'll try to plan out what what are the what are the top things I'm going to do today. And I try to do that the night before or in the morning, and that's just the standing thing on my calendar. like what's the most important thing? That I'm going to do today and most important things really and then then I, then I do the same thing for the evening more usually more on like personal stuff like what what are the things is there anything that I have to get done tonight like go deal you know run this errand or deal with this or fix that or whatever and and I like to actually block things off on my calendar and plan my day around making sure I get those most important things done and You know you're often ignoring other things to to get to get the important things done you have to ignore the unimportant things and because you you know i could just spend all day getting back to emails or you know there's but it forces me to do the unimportant things quickly in 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 a sloppy 80 20 fashion but i get the important things done because this is all trade-offs right sure
0: no absolutely the other thing preparation does steve is it allows you to shut down for the night That's really important. Mm, Imagine saying, uh, tomorrow's all set. And I've got got six daughters and a son. And I believe that the greatest gift I can give, and one wife, the greatest gift that I can give my family is my presence. So that I'm not on the phone saying, honey, just a second, I'll be right off the phone. So one of my daughters, one of my my son comes to me and says, hey, can I talk to you or can we do something together? I am 100% there. And that has made a huge difference. Uh, My 25-year-old daughter said to me, dad, we always knew you were there. We always, you were always there for us. And that would just, I got goosebumps. I get goosebumps retelling the story. Uh, You know, when my my, uh, middle daughter told me she was gay she, she knew, she said, uh, the way she put it was, I need, to, I need your help to find, to find a way to tell mom I'm gay. And I said, who's going to help you to tell me? And she said, dad, I don't, you know, I don't, you don't need help, but you're my best friend. And in that moment, I thought to myself, you've done something right, Bill Farquharson, if your 15-year-old daughter has no problem saying to you, dad, I'm gay. That's unusual. And time management did that.
1: Yeah. That, being there I for people. No, I, I, so powerful. So, and, and I think, I, I think that really is the key to unplugging uh, is to just have that have put down what I'm doing tomorrow. Cause then tomorrow you can worry about the next day. And so, you, you know, you don't want to be laying awake at night thinking about um, what you're going to be doing. You want it to already just be you want to close the book. And, and right. I think being organized allows you to do that. And then rest and recover, be there for the people in your life and, and, uh, and then be able to attack the day fresh the next day. That's so, that's fantastic.
0: Exactly. And uh, you, you need that mental rest. Otherwise you're up all night. Your brain is still cooking on problems. I read that. I read this somewhere that they, they said your brain continues to work on issues. Even when you've said, okay, I'll figure it out later. It's still going. That little motor is still going mm-hmm. so that you actively have to exhale. And the fundamentals, technology aside, if you got tomorrow planned, then fine, you can be 100% present. You, you don't have to worry about tonight. It, it just, there's so many benefits to that whole process, but it's not a light switch. This is something that I've developed over time. And the discipline of following that is another issue because it's, you know, it, it's, it's, tempta- it's, it's tempting to pick up that phone when there's a late night phone call or a late night email. Very tempting.
1: Yeah, well, it's, yeah, a great analogy that I think about with this, you know, I don't know how, how much people know about how computers work, but there's RAM, you know, the active part of the memory, active memory the computer's using to think about a, a given, the processes that it has running right now in real time, not storage, but like active. And especially in older computers, you could only have so many programs running because all the RAM would get used up. And so if you wanted to do something hard, like, you know, run a complex you know algorithm in Excel or something. you'd have to close all the other programs because you, they were taking up RAM just for being open. so it's if you can actually mentally close the programs, uh, I, th- I think our brains work a lot like old computers.
0: That's a great analogy. Um, well,
1: what about the other way the 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 challenges that that you see sales reps face when it comes to, to time management. Where do we screw up? where Where do we do things wrong with time management?
0: I think we go towards our want to's before our have to's. You know, that's the.
1: But all I want to do is play on Instagram.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's the social media aspect, right? I think I think I'll just check check this a second. I think I'll just do this. I think I'll just and you just kind of there's there's whack a mole. Those are decisions that need that you consciously make. When someone says, "I don't have time for that," I hear. I'm choosing not to use my time that, that way. So the mistakes that one of the big mistakes we make is that we are doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. You know, that's where time, it's not just, time management is not just about efficiency. Time management is one part of the whole. The other part is sales focus. Because you can have great time management skills, but you can do the wrong things. Or you can know exactly what you should do, but never get to it. It's only when these two things come together, when you are when you're planned, you are prepared, you know what you should be doing, and it's matched up with the with an efficient uh, time management skill set. That's when you do more in less time. That to me is the holy grail. You know, from from a sales time management standpoint, if you can work less and get more done, sweet, that's huge how
1: How do they make this actionable? how do they How does a salesperson, in particular a field salesperson, make their plan to prioritize their daily, their daily tasks? How does that? how how should they how should they go about that? Step one.
0: Step one is to take a look at the sales activities that you make the most money on. I call them sales silos. And you should have no more than five. So this might be new business generation, selling to a particular zip code, selling one particular vertical market like churches, hospitals, banks. You could say, I'm going to sell to one piece of equipment. You could say, I'm going to maintain my existing accounts. These are sales silos. And you can't have more than five in my world. So, and you just, you write down everything that you do and then try to categorize them. What that does is that says, okay, here are the things that I'm making my making money on. And you know, Pareto's law, the uh, Pareto's rule, the 80-20 rule. 80% love, of your business, my, 20%- my,
1: my favorite rule in the world, literally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wilfredo well, Pareto noticed that 80% of Italy was owned by 20% of its citizens, became known as the, as the uh, Pareto's, Pareto's law, the 80-20 rule. So I'm thinking, all right, so if I can figure out those activities that make me the most money that I can focus 100% of my time on it, not 80. And I can say no to everything else. That's time management and sales focus crossing. So the first step is to figure out what do I do that's making me the most money. Then I say, okay, now I'm going to look at things in seven day terms. So what plan can I put together for each one of those five sales silos for the next seven days specifically, I will make 10 of these. I will do one hour's worth of research. I will, whatever. And I will choose, I'll I'll set that up. The third step is to say, okay, over the next week, what do I have going on? And when do I think I can get these activities done? Roughly speaking, am I on the road? Do I have a day off, et cetera? So you kind of think from a 5,000 foot level. The fourth step is you say, all right, what am I doing tomorrow? You plan tomorrow specifically what I'm going to do based on those activities that are going to lead to that ultimate goal. And the fifth step, engage, run the play. And that's that's how I run my life, really. It's those five steps over and over and over again. Every once in a while, I stop and I say, do I have the right sales silos? Now, COVID killed them. Just three out of five of my... Sales silos were gone overnight. I lost thousands of dollars in coaching in three days. Everyone said, sorry, Bill, I can't, gone. It forced me to rethink everything. It also terrified me, (laughs) but it was refreshing. It's like, here I am almost a year later and it's like I'm running a new company because I've taken a different direction following that same process over and over and over again.
1: And what would you say uh, how can someone be smarter about tracking their time if 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 the key issue is that they're not aware of what they're kind of spending their time on and, and how much of their time is is being flushed away on certain activities or certain hobbies or certain um, certain things they're doing. How how can they be smarter about figuring that out so that they can make better decisions?
0: I think there's two answers to that to that question, Steve. One of them, sure, you could sit down and you could write down what you've done, like stop at noon, set an alarm on your cell phone, stop at noon and try to recall everything that you did. So that later on you could look and go, huh, all right. Cause in arrears you you might forget exactly what you did and what you did and how long it took you. So write it down as you go. The other way to do it, I think, is accountability. So if I said to you, Steve, here's what I'm going to accomplish in the next seven days. Let's talk again next week, same time. And I'm committing to you to do this, 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 this. And you write it down. And then you do the same thing. You say the same thing to me. All right, Bill, here's what I'm going to do. Now we're accountability buddies. But now that I've committed to you, human nature says, I'm going to do it. And so a week from now, my coach, Steve, my accountability buddy says, Bill, this is what you told me you were going to do. Did you do it? Yes. No. Why not? And you can hold someone accountable lightly, like, okay, what change would you make? What would you do differently? But committing to it and reporting to someone forces you to be smarter.
1: It's probably worth circling back like you were talking earlier about how you're how you're you've able to be so so successful, like connecting with your family and being being there for them. I think this is something that so many people are, you know, would love to do better in their lives. How how would you say, well, what are things that people can do? To disconnect from work and and then really connect into those things are the most important to them. And maybe it's not family. Maybe maybe the most important thing to you is your your baseball card collection. But how how can you step away from work and be able to focus on on family or those or those baseball cards? You you know we mentioned earlier uh, writing a plan for tomorrow and be able to close the book on it. What what else would you say are some key things people th- key things people can do?
0: This is going to be tough to follow. This is going to be one of those. Well, it's easy for you to say, pal, a portion of your of your podcast, Steve. But what I think you ought to try to do out there is to say, I'm going to set an alarm. That alarm is going to go off at five o'clock. And when that alarm goes off, it's going to be like the SATs pencils down, stand up, leave. So here's what's here's what happens. Let's say it's quarter four and you're looking over and you're saying, okay, I have an hour and 15 minutes and I am 100% committed to leaving at five o'clock. Now you're gonna look at your to-do list and you're gonna make a good decision. See, if you have an open-ended calendar, if a schedule for the night, then five o'clock is gonna be six o'clock, is gonna be 6.30, is gonna be seven. And you're gonna justify it in your head. But if you really look at what you did from you know, from five o'clock on, it probably wasn't that damn important. So if you say at five o'clock I will leave, when when uh, when you're looking at your at your to-do list, you will choose the right things. And when you look back on your on your day, you'll say the things that I did should have been done, but the things that I didn't do might not belong on my to-do list at all. So what I say to people is set an alarm, Choose a time, set an alarm, try it for five days, try it for one week and see what a difference it makes. You truly can get less done, uh, get more done in less time. If you limit it, if you limit the amount of time you work, you know, it's it's the premise to the book, the four hour work week. It's the more you limit it, the smarter you get about what you do. And that's the point. Of, of that book and this conversation stop working at a certain time commit to it for one week that's it see what a difference it makes you can adjust it after that
1: yeah maybe even if you if you said you were going to start stop at five set an alarm for five minutes before that and and write down what you're doing tomorrow write down your your list review the schedule for tomorrow i don't know maybe if maybe you've got a real complicated schedule it takes 10 minutes but but uh build in that time
0: yeah, that's that's a great uh, that's a great version of that theory as well.
1: Well, the, the next section is sales in sixty seconds, quick questions, quick answers. Uh, first question: What are some common time wasters that salespeople fall into? Common
0: time wasters that the salespeople fall into. I think email. I think responding to email because they see it as a as an immediate and. or or a customer calls, you know, that's a, that doesn't automatically demand your time. You can say to the customer, Hey, look, can I get back to you in a half an hour or an hour?
1: How can salespeople reduce their distractions and do a better job at staying on task?
0: That's the discipline part of it. You know, that's the just do it. I think that uh, being organized is the, the key but you have to stop and ask yourself that question, either what's the best use of my time right now, or is this the best use of my time right now? And I have people write it down, stick it on their, on their computer, so that when they're doing something, they're, they're checking themselves along the way.
1: And do you, do you have any tips for uh, taking effective breaks that will, in the end, maximize your overall effectiveness? If you're lucky, you have an amazing partner.
0: My wife is upstairs. She is a web designer. She's my web designer. And um, she does so much work for me. She says she runs a nonprofit. But she and I I are very good about grabbing each other and saying, we're going for a walk. Right now, we're going for a walk. Because if we don't get out, it's not going to happen. The other thing is, you know, if you've got an Apple Watch that goes off at 10 minutes of the hour, that's Tim Cook saying, get up and move. So get up and move even if it's just to walk over to the to the fridge to grab something get away and come back you know it's it is so hard to stay physically help uh healthy during this pandemic because we keep justifying what we should be doing you know we justify that that uh work 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 and it ain't healthy
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah i think getting up and just moving around a little bit can be so helpful to your uh your overall uh overall productivity i think staying super hydrated um i'm, I'm a big coffee guy but you know five cups of coffee a day i mean i'm either walking to the kitchen or walking walk to the bathroom to pee one or the other i mean con- <laughs> yeah. constantly get let the let the blood flow you know
0: yeah <laughs> that's, that's part of working from home i don't think we want to admit but i think a lot of us take phone calls from the bathroom that mute button is a at- <laughs> <laughs>
1: i mean i'm a, I'm on conference calls all day long <laughs> yep. um so uh what what uh what are some some good habits of good time managers?
0: Habits of good time managers well, you've heard me hit the you know beat that uh preparation horse and i'll I'll hit that once again. That is a good one. One is to say what are my top priorities? Or if I get nothing else done tomorrow, what am I going to do? And you write that down. That's the way, those are the first things that you get to. Uh, a third might be accountability. I'm a big believer in accountability. Uh, my wife is my sales coach. So I report to her and we do that every single week. I set seven day goals. I wrote a blog on this recently, but I think a lot of the, I think one of the big reasons why New Year's resolutions fail is that people think about the whole year. I'm going to do something I'm going to do something uh, some grand goal for the year. Why not just say, look, here's what I'm going to accomplish for the next 7 days and then I'm going to re I'm going to uh, stop and I'm going to rethink it and do it again. And so good time managers think in 7-day terms. We're going at, we have long-term goals, those sales silos. My long-term goal is to grow these five areas. Uh, I would say that good time managers have specific plans. Their, their goals are activity-based, not results-based. Good time managers answer the question, did I do my job today based on accomplishing those activity goals? They think differently, Steve.
1: Yeah, mate, that, that definitely resonates with me. Well, what would you say uh, the greatest sales lesson that you've learned over the years is sales in general, not just regarding time management, but more in general?
0: My older brother is my hero. Andy just retired about six weeks ago and he was in the label business and he sold 23 or $4 million worth of labels. And my brother uh, taught me so much about sales, but the greatest lesson he ever gave me was to find something that you love to do. And he said, don't worry about the money, the money will come. And I'm sure he's not the only one who ever said this, but, he's, but he said, if you're, if you're in sales, become a student of sales, a student of sales. So much of this job is within your control to change. My life changed when my mom handed me "How to Win Friends and Influence People" at age 14, and that's when I was opened up to. It's not about you, Bill. Who cares <laughs> about you? They care about themselves. And Dale Carnegie really, wow, rocked my world.
1: Most people still haven't learned that lesson as oh, grown-ups.
0: What <laughs> about you? You know what about me? And oh my God, it's just awful so i think constantly studying sales becoming staying current reading the wall street journal every day uh you know check out your tony robbins reread these books that that and and ask people what are you reading you know you you said you interviewed chris voss his book was fantastic never split the difference that was extraordinary five elements of effective thinking the five love languages the four agreements, all these books have a place in sales and some of them have nothing to do with sales, but learn, learn, learn. And then the, the passion is what drives the whole thing. And they work together because suddenly you get recharged over your chosen career.
1: Yeah. Those, those books have nothing to do with sales, but sales has to do with everything that involves humans <laughs> it Does as an actionable takeaway. What should the field salespeople listening today do as a first step towards getting started on a better work-life balance?
0: Set that alarm. Set an alarm for the end of the day. Commit for one week. When that alarm goes off, plan tomorrow. That's it. That's the shallow end of the time management pool. You will notice a difference immediately. Immediately. But commit to it. That When that, when that alarm goes off and you're planned, shut down.
1: I love it. Well, I'm going to do a quick summary of of uh, some of the things you've talked about today. Um, first of all, use technology to your, to your advantage. Don't be afraid to turn off your phone. Don't be afraid to not pick up calls after work hours. Most things aren't that urgent. Change your voicemail message so that customers know who they can contact now or when they can expect a call back and change it regularly. So if you have the, one of those like high phone velocity jobs because you know people can just keep interrupting you otherwise. To get back on track in, with time management, ask yourself, what's the best use of my time right now? Bill mentioned two major tips for great time management. First, don't end a business day without planning what you'll do tomorrow. And also, zoom back a step further, think about next week, this week. Preparation lets you shut down for the night and then be there for your family or for whatever is important to you. Time management and sales focus, they need to come together for salespeople to do more in less time. You can identify your sales silos, maximum of five. So for example, new business generation, selling into a particular vertical market, uh, maintenance of existing, existing accounts, customer success, et cetera. Um, once you've identified those, those sales silos, put together a plan for how, you'll, how you're going to dedicate time to each one of these areas weekly and then break it down by day. And, and focus on the most important ones, or one. Um, get an accountability buddy to help you stay on task and keep track of your time. Um, so those were, this is all fantastic advice, Bill. Uh, where, where can our listeners read more about your work? Where do they reach out to you? If, if they wanted to take the next steps with you, how do they do that?
0: My website is BillFarquison.com, which uh very easy to spell. <laughs> well, hopefully, Steve, there'll be a link somewhere in there the where they can find that.
1: Yeah, these guys are driving, so they won't, they're not going to be able to spell it. But it's in, it's right there in the app. You can, you can, uh, you can click through.
0: That's the best place. We just launched a new initiative called the Sales Vault. I mentioned my wife is the web designer. This is something that hit me back in October has something to do with the guitar that's over my left shoulder. And I've taken 30 plus years of content and I've raked it together and and organized it by topic. It's available at billfarquison.com.
1: Very cool. Well, this has been a great episode of the outside sales talk. If you work in field sales, you'll love Badger maps. The number one route planner helps you sell 20% more and drive 20% less you can get a free trial at BadgerMapping.com today. If anyone can think of other sales reps who would benefit from learning the uh, the habits and wisdom that that Bill has given us today, uh, send this episode along to them. And take care until next time, everybody. Thanks for coming on, Bill. Thank you, Steve.